Hey, Frontier Church. Um, just by way of reminder, our worship service is 100% online tomorrow because of my positive COVID test earlier this week. So we will post a Facebook Live video at 10 a.m. at facebook.com slash FrontierChurchDSM. Facebook.com slash FrontierChurchDSM. And for those, of you, for those of you who feel comfortable with this idea, this actually might be a great Sunday to invite some friends over or to invite another family from Frontier over and to just worship together in your house while participating in the live video on Facebook. It, it, of course, I would rather be there in person gathering with you guys, but this might be a cool opportunity to knit yourself closer together with some other family at Frontier Church. But by isolating 10 days since Tuesday, which is when I tested positive, that should free us up as a church to responsibly return to live worship services at Noche for the first Sunday of Advent on Sunday, December 6th. And tomorrow morning, we are wrapping up our sermon series on the five spiritual practices. And as we've explained these past five or six weeks in this series, this is not just a cool sermon series where we think about the spiritual disciplines for a couple weeks and then forget about them. Hopefully you felt the weight of this sermon series so far. Hopefully you felt the fact that we are recalibrating our church's vision around these five practices. We're re-engineering our church's vision around these five practices. So in tomorrow morning's sermon, I really just have one goal. We've already covered the five disciplines. So my goal tomorrow morning is just, I want to convince you to apply these five practices as a holistic training program in your life. Now to do that, I'm going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at you, praying that the Holy Spirit would convict us to re-engineer our lives around these five practices. So as we settle into solitude tonight, just begin in prayer by asking the Holy Spirit to bring to mind something, something that has convicted you from the sermon series. Maybe it's one of the five practices. Maybe it was a biblical text that we preach from in the sermon series. Or maybe it's just an analogy from a sermon that the Spirit really used to bring about conviction in your heart. But what's one thing that really convicted you in this sermon series?
So as we begin to pray about implementing the spiritual practices into our lives, just meditate on how Paul talks about godliness. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 28 through 29, the Apostle Paul says, Jesus we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So I don't know if you caught that, but even for the Apostle Paul, maturity in Christ is something that he struggles for. Do you toil for godliness? Do you struggle for godliness? Or is it just something that you're just kind of sort of hoping that you'll accidentally drift into? In fact, what would your life look like if you began to struggle for the joy of godliness? So if there's anybody who would be a natural at spirituality, it's definitely the Apostle Paul, right? Paul, who he grew up in a strict Jewish upbringing. If, if anybody was just going to naturally knock it out of the park with godliness, it'd be Paul. But even Paul says that achieving godliness only comes from, quote, toiling for it and, quote, struggling for it. I don't know if that sounds exhausting to you. Does that sound exhausting to you? Struggling for godliness? Maybe the reason why it sounds exhausting to you is because you think about struggling with your own energy for godliness. If that's what Paul were commanding us to do, that would be exhausting. But Paul says he struggles, quote, with all of Jesus's energy that he powerfully works within me. So maybe you need to spend some time asking the Holy Spirit to give you spiritual energy 
to fight for joy with. So we struggle for godliness and we toil for godliness with Jesus's energy. So as we begin to conform our lives around these five practices, it's helpful to think of them not as public school activities that you begrudgingly complete in order to get a gold star for finishing, right? These practices are not like that. They're not ways of making God love you. They're not ways of making God accept you more. He's already done that through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So what are these spiritual practices like? It's, it's more like purposefully positioning yourself in the flow of the Spirit. It's like holding a Dixie water cup right under the waterfall of the Holy Spirit so that you're just overflowing with the Spirit's joy his love, his happiness, his gentleness, and his peace. So ask the Spirit to guard you from the spirit of legalism and to help you think of these practices as just positioning yourself in the flow of the Holy Spirit.
Amen. Hey, guys, we as a church, we are absolutely committed to struggling for joy with you, right? We're not just going to tell you to do these things and then not help you at all, but you're not going to outwork us. If you desire to grow in these practices, we, your church leaders and pastors, will be right here to help you take your next step. We will pastor you. We will resource you. We will gear our communication towards helping you live out the spiritual practices. We will struggle for joy with you. Here's three concrete ways that we plan to do this. Number one, I have been working my tail off writing a 25-page ebook on how to live these practices out. Um, it's going to be a manual that makes everything that we've said so far as practical as possible, concrete, implementable. And we will send that ebook out next week. When you get it, download it, print it, read it, study it, and pass it along. Number two, I will begin next week to send out a weekly text message called The Gym. It's going to be your weekly accountability partner to keep sweating for godliness, to keep struggling for joy, and to keep seeing the Christian life as a gymnasium where you practice scripture, solitude, self-denial, the seasons, and Sabbath. And number three, we are going to centralize these five practices in fighter groups. We're going to slowly start training our fighter group leaders to make fighter groups the central place where you learn to live out the five practices. So start thinking of the people in your fighter group as drilling partners, like gym buddies, 
accountability partners. If you're a fighter group leader, make sure you sign up in the link that I send via text message this week so that we can equip you to lead your fighter group in this direction. So guys, we are committed to these practices, committed to helping you embody them and live them out. And I love you guys. And although I wish we were gathering together in person tomorrow, I still can't wait to see you on Facebook tomorrow morning.